Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 what's up all my degenerates and welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Here with my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Big Balling Ben Larson. What's going yes, on tonight, sir. Ben? Not much, man. Uh, fucking stoked. Absolutely fucking stoked because the Las Vegas Golden Knights are out of the motherfucking playoffs. Pete DeBoer <laughs> can suck it. And um, I think everybody's stoked. Montreal, especially, they're burning down and flipping over cars right now. It's, uh, I mean, if, if this is crazy. how they act when they get to the Stanley Cup, Ben, what's going to happen if they win the Stanley Cup? I almost want them to win just so we can find <laughs> just out. Just to see it. <laughs> just to see it. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be it's gonna be fucking nuts. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, that, that, that's going to make my week. So, you know, the whole, the whole week is going to be a lot better now um, just because Vegas is out. And not for the players themselves, but mostly the Las Vegas Knights fans because – Y'all are douchebags. Well, I don't care about know. our listener count on this. Y'all are douchebags. <laughs> Man, well, I don't think you guys are all douchebags. I just think you're rookie fans. So <clears throat> Ben's a little harsh over there, a little upset, I think, a little emotional. No. I mean, Not- they've given me plenty, they've given me plenty of reason to be uh to be douchebag or to to think that they're douchebags. So that's true. Stealing people's stuff, uh, uh, pretending like you own the place, you know, do your time. Mm-hmm. Do your time. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but man, what a we had a good Wednesday. You know, it wasn't bad. Went five hundred, so we didn't win money. We didn't lose money, but we actually, we actually hit plus money on um on one of them. So we actually came out positive, positive units. Yep, absolutely. And if you followed me, man, whew. you got lucky. Ooh. You got lucky. <laughs> two Ooh. outs, two outs in the fifth inning and the tie ball game. Oh my God. That was such, you were even writing to me telling me, oh, I guess I'm going to have to take a shot. Well, Conceding yeah, I, thought the, I Conceding thought the streak was lot. ending. I thought the streak was ending. Oh my and... God. Such bullshit again. Again. Mm. Uh, that's how that, that's how this world works so you know what i'm saying and uh you know even the even the bets i threw out on the hawks you know they all did really well too i said the bucks were going to struggle adapting at first and you know they really did it took them 38 minutes to adapt yep 
uh, really cost them the game, man. Um, but we're definitely going to talk about the Bucks Hawks for Friday. We're also going to talk two rivalry MLB games. Um, and of course, one of the games is going to be Giants versus A's. Yep. But before well, we do that, let's talk about what we're shot. sipping on, Ben. Well, here, let me take Oh, my you shot definitely got to take your shot, too. And what then, are you sipping? Uh, What's your shot of? My shot is uh, uh, Dickle 12. Okay. That's so my, my cheap bottle right now. So it, I, surprising a 12 year is a cheap bottle, but, uh, you know, is, is what it is. So <laughs> while I'm taking that's why we call you big ball and Ben Larson, because a $40 bottle of whiskey is cheap whiskey for you. That's very true. <laughs> so <laughs> while I'm doing that, uh, what are you drinking? I'm sipping on a sunrise mountain, um, from Tanaya Creek. This is a, uh, seasonal beer. So I still haven't made it gotten to go get any more beer lately i've been i've been busy this week man it's been a really busy week uh but this is a blood orange imperial white ale and it's made from like some special kind of yeast i guess which gives it a very distinct smell is it the kvike what's up kvike yeah i think it is kvike yeast Um, Uh, a lot of people are using that now when i first tried it actually i was like this doesn't taste right and I went back and had to get educated on the beer. They even threw me another freeze six pack on it. Awesome. Um, and it is, it's just, it's different taste buds. You know what I'm saying? We, we yep. say that all the time. Like some, sometimes you have to get used to a beer. I mean, when you first try beer for the first time, most people hate it. Right. Yep. So we do, you do have to get used to it. So the more I've drinking it, the more I've understand to like it. It's got great flavors. It's very strong though. It's very strong and it's, uh, you know, kicking in here almost 8%. 7.5 percent so it's a strong beer a lot of strong flavors um and i've obviously already drinking it so i'll give my review at the very end yeah what about oh, yeah. you ben what are you sipping on after you took your shot so i'm going with the lagunitas uh this is a stereohopic uh, ipa this is their second kind of version of it and this has got elixir and uh laurel hops in it so nice. this is coming in at 7.5 um I, I was a huge fan of the first one. The first stereohopic was quality. And uh, I got to say, like Lagunitas, probably over the last maybe three years now, have really stepped up their game, in my opinion. I always thought that, you know, it all had that same Lagunitas taste to it. And it didn't matter what beer you were drinking from Lagunitas, it was always going to taste the same. Um, and they really kind of pushed away from that and, and really changed you know, the malts, the hops, the, you know, probably the yeast in there as well. Um, and their different beers to, you know, really make specific tastes for each Distinct and every one. Flavors. So, yeah. So Lagunitas, good job. Stepping up your game. Definitely. It's almost weird that we talk about Lagunitas like that. Like they've kind of fallen off or whatever. And just goes to show how it, being in California, we're so uh, spoiled, spoiled because, <laughs> you know, you, you talk to people on the East coast and stuff and it, they're like, oh man, Sierra Nevada is just amazing. It's like, dude, that's like Coors Light to us, you know? What yeah, I'm that was like, my first beer. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like, dude, we drink that shit like every day. Yep. And the same thing goes for Lagunitas, man. And Lagunitas was really one of the first breweries, at least on a they national scale, to to put IPA on the map, dude. The Lagunitas IPA. I mean, that's their signature beer, right? Yep. Um, and you're right, dude. You just get so used to it, and it just becomes such a I don't know, just like another yeah. beer after Blah. a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
that's always been my big fear of Russian River Brewing Company is because they get bigger and bigger and the demand for their beer is growing. So eventually, you know, they're going to have to grow to their market. I mean, that's what business is all about, right? Yeah. And we've already seen, you know, Pliny the Elder gets more and more easily able to get, at least in California. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely. But they, they also have like 24 beers on tap when you go to their yeah. tasting room. They, they have a lot of choices, but it's going to be what can you what can you produce at a high enough level to, you know, expand that market. And, you know, we're starting to see, what is it, the circus uh, circus tent. We're starting to see the, um, oh, what's the lemon IPA? I can't remember the name of it, but we, we've got Firestone like three or Walker. four. What's that? Firestone Walker is another one that's growing Same really yeah. big. With um with Russian River, we're starting to see more at least in the, the on the California side of those you know twenty three ounce bottles that are getting you know mass produced. So those will probably you know start to expand a little bit more. Um, Flying Pig is another one that they have that's in the bottles that they're. Yeah, I see out, Flying so. Pig pretty pretty readily. Yep, another quality beer. Quality. quality. Oh yeah, they kill it. They absolutely kill it. But let's talk about killing something else. Let's kill these bets today. So like we were talking about, we're going to talk two MLB rivalries, and we're going to hop into NBA. So our first game, we're going to kick it off with the New York Yankees heading into Fenway Park to face the Boston Red Sox. On the mound for New York is Domingo Herman. He's sporting a 4.17. He's 4-4 four and four on the year. Going against Martin Perez. Uh, he's five and four with an ERA of four point three two on the season. Right now, New York is actually the favorite, minus one twenty five on the money line. Boston yeah. plus one fifteen over under, sitting at ten and a half. Ben, what's our initial lean here? I mean, my initial lean on this is to take, you know, take the the favors here and uh, New York minus one twenty five. I mean, that's really just looking at how uh, Domingo Herman pitched against Boston. What? you know, June 6th, three starts ago, he went five and two thirds innings, only allowing three hits and one earned run. So, you know, with that, the way that uh, really Boston has struggled over the last two games, um, you know, they, they lose today only allowing two hits, but still takes it as a loss. And then uh, what another Tampa Bay loss two days ago. And uh, what was that? Uh, they lost eight to two. Um, so, you know, a little bit of a struggle here, granted they, they won the first game in Tampa Bay to go one and two on the series, but you know, Yanks, Yanks have been pretty hot. Um, what was that? Seven and three in their last 10 against some decent teams. You got Toronto, you got Oakland, Kansas city, not so great, but, um, and then one of the Philly games to, uh, to round out that 10. So. My initial lean here is uh, is looking at that uh, that Yankees money line at minus 125. So Domingo Herman, you know, he's been pitching for a few years. Career at Fenway Park, 5.79 ERA, Ben. Whew. Yikes. Which isn't good. And he is pitching. He's probably pitching like the, the best he's pitched in his career. Yeah. Uh, this season and he has a 4.17 era <laughs> if you and if you take out that uh you know that game what two starts back against philly where he went four and a third and allowed seven runs like these numbers are again like you said 
pretty good. A lot better than his normal, you know, his normal numbers on the season. So, yeah, no, he's definitely pitching better on the season. But, you know, we've we've learned before that sometimes, you know, history does repeat itself in a guy's career. You know, Trevor Bauer one in four against the Padres. Like, the dude just doesn't beat the Padres. You know, Madison Bumgarner pitching in Atlanta. throws a no-hitter, right? And this could be a very good case where Domingo Herman, you know, goes in there and kind of gets shredded, especially with, you know, Boston coming off a loss that they came off of today. Yeah, yeah, and that's a tough loss, but I don't think that's going to be something that's really, you know, if you were looking at at how Boston had played, you'd, you'd think that, you know, uh, what was it, that 8-2 to two loss would have been the one to turn it around after, and, you know, then they lose again today 1-0. Like, that's, to me, that's deflating. Yeah, and on the other side, you know, Martin Perez, too, 6.68 ERA at home. So he's not good at home this yeah. season. <laughs> I mean, over under see, and 10 and a half, which. That, that might be the play here. I want to see how, uh, I want to see how Yankees hit against lefties. To we'll me, that's really high. 10 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, because you got two average pitchers going against each other. But you got Martin two Perez, he's, he's giving up almost seven runs a game at Fenway Park. I mean, yeah, average offenses. Well, I mean, okay, no. for a while, Boston was one. like, yeah. Boston's they were the still number one offense three. in the league for yeah. a while, for the, most of the season. Uh, they've they've kind of tailed off a little bit in the last week. But even in the last week, they put up 10 runs twice against Atlanta. You know? So, I don't think the... I don't think the over is out of play here. And New York's been getting a lot better offensively, Ben. You know, they put up eight runs against Toronto one game, seven against Oakland, five against Kansas City, six against Kansas City, eight against Kansas City. So in their last, like, you know, five games, they're averaging almost six, six and a half runs a game, six runs a game. Yeah, I mean, five and five at that ten and a half. If, uh, I mean, granted, you don't have an offense in Kansas City. Let's look at Martin Perez's career against the Yankees. Because he's pitched for a while, too. He's 30 years old. Let's see. Career against the New York Yankees. 7.92 ERA. Okay, maybe that. Seven starts. That that ten and a half is definitely in the game. I think wow. I also like Yankees money line too. I I think I might actually like Yankees minus one and a half. I don't know if I'll go that far. Yeah, that I mean that does get you better value at plus one fifteen. But actually, you know what a, might be our best bet here, Ben, is first five money line. Oh, or see, even minus no, half a run, minus half a run. I think our best bet should be that over a 10 and a half. Because uh, the with these two pitchers, it can be, you know, it could be a blowout either way. I mean, Domingo, Herman has been blowout. good this year. He hasn't necessarily been 
strong against the Red Sox in his career, but he's definitely been a lot stronger against the Red Sox than Martin Perez has against the Yankees. Well, yeah, but you're looking at Fenway. You said, what, point, uh, 6.1, 6.61? For yeah, an career ER. for Domingo so, Yeah, so that right there is what kind of worries me. I mean, but he's been that, better this year. Yeah, in his one And he hasn't against, faced – he hasn't gone against – Boston in Fenway yet this year. Correct. He's only faced them in New York. Yeah, that game, that five and a half or five and two thirds was in New York. Let's see how Boston hits righties. Because Hermano's good against right handed pitching. It's, I mean, the right handed batters, it's lefties that he really gets stung a little bit. And the Red Sox aren't a deep left-handed hitting lineup either. They got a lot of righties in that lineup. Yeah. So let's see. Yankees. I'm sorry. Red Sox against righties. Let's see Damn, they're hitting better against righties than they are against lefties. 260 against lefties, 767 OPS. At home, they're also hitting 263, 756 OPS. Even though they slug better on the road. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like the Yankees' money line. And I definitely think that first five is probably a solid bet. First five money line, full game money line. Because the Yankees bullpen is lights out too, so if they get a lead, they don't usually blow it. I think we got to go over. Over ten and a half. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that too. I like it too. So maybe over first five might actually be the better play. Yeah. It's gonna be like five and a half. Yeah. Five and okay. So first five. Because also the Yankees, they their bullpen doesn't give up a ton of runs. So once they have a lead, dude, they kind of like lock it down. It's usually when their starters give up runs. That's those are the games they lose. And their starting pitching hasn't been great this season. Yeah. At all. Not at all. Neither has their offense for that matter, but <laughs> they're starting to heat up, dude. True. It's getting warmer true. out there. Um, uh, so first five over five and a half. Yep. And New York money line for the full game minus 125. Yeah, I think the I think I feel more comfortable with the whole game instead of just the first five. Um, just because both pitchers have their question marks. Yeah, but the Yankees bullpen, dude, you gotta take that into consideration. Yeah, which is why I like the full game. The over. No, the the Yankees money line full game. Oh yeah, yeah, Yankees money line full game. Yeah, hey. I like Yankees money line full game minus one twenty five, and I like the uh, I like the over five and a half in the first five for sure. Yeah, because my biggest concern about the full game over, and I like it too. I just don't love it because let's say this is a six to one game, six to two game for the Yankees after the five, first five innings. There's a good chance the Red Sox don't score again. And how much do we do we trust the Yankees putting up another three, four runs? You know yeah, what I mean? That's tough. So 
I think that first five is the it's a solid play there. All right, Perfect. so we got two we got two solid bets there. Actually, we like a lot of bets in that game, yeah. but we're gonna take first five over five and a half in Yankees money line minus one twenty five. Let's talk about this next game, Ben. Uh, you know this is battle our two Bay. teams here, Battle of the Bay. Uh, you know, Battle of the Bay is something that the A's dominate pretty much. I think every year, but two years in the last 10 years, I think they're eight and two in this series. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think before we even look at anything, I think we got to put a shot bet on money line here. Oh yeah. We'll go, we'll go money line shot bet. I mean, the, the A's are the favorite. So yeah. Yeah. It's minus one thirteen. This is going to be a a shot bet every game now that uh, we have each. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So right now we got Sean Manaya. He's on the hill for the Oakland Athletics going into Oracle Park to face Johnny Cueto against the San Francisco Giants. Right now, Sean Manaya is six and three on the year with a 3.01 ERA. Johnny Cueto is sporting a five and three record, 4.05 ERA. I said it just a couple of minutes ago. Oakland is a favorite right now, minus 113 on the money line. San Francisco plus 103 on the money line. Over under sitting at eight and a half in this game. What's your thoughts on this one, Ben? This is tough. This is really tough because how each team are playing right now, I think the Giants are, are the overall better team. Um, you know, they've, they've got the better stats. They've got, um, you know, the better record going right now. But with Cueto they on the They played the easier schedule. Get out of here! The fucking A's schedule has been pretty damn easy as well. So tougher than the Giants? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Get out of here. We we did this when it was uh, like a quarter of the way through the season. I think you had one more game of uh, of playing a, a plus five hundred team. Like no, it's been pretty pretty damn equal. So, um, but you got to look at who's pitching. You got to look at. Um, you know, the, the recent games in, in my opinion, and man, the way Cueto has been pitching, he's been given up a lot of runs and, you know, every single start, he only has one start where he hasn't let a, an earned run in. And recently it's been three against Philly, four against Washington, three against the Cubs, you know, one against LA, four against Arizona. So, you know, I lean, I leaned Oakland money line here. Um, even though you're you know, putting a shot bet on the Giants, even though I'm I'm putting a shot bet on the Giants, I mean, I it's it's because my heart is in San Francisco, but my mind, the way that that works, and wanting to give everybody these uh you know good bets that are going to make money, so I guess my pocket is in uh, is in Oakland for for this game. So, like, when I first read the lines off, my first initial thought was, like, I got to look at that over under eight and a half because that seems relatively high for a game in Oracle Park. It does. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was, like, I guarantee in the last 10 games these two teams have played, I guarantee they've all been under eight and a half. Nope. Well, I was wrong. Yep. <laughs> They're going well over eight and a half, which is fucking shocking, to be honest, because, you know, the Giants have been dog shit for the last couple of years and the A's have been good, but the A's offense hasn't necessarily been great by any stretch of the imagination. It's usually their pitching. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was kind of a weird stat. 
There's some other stuff just to keep our eye on. Against left-handed pitchers, the Giants are hitting 228, 398 slugging, 710 OPS. So they're dog shit against lefties for the most yeah. part. Like they're below league average. However, at home, Ben, they're hitting 255, slugging 450, OPS and 796. So they're a better home hitting team, which is strange because Oracle Park. But again, we talked about this before. They are a they are a left-handed hitting team. Like yeah. they're a bunch of lefties. Their best hitters are lefties. Yeah. And no Brandon Belt right now, which is a huge loss. He's been playing very well. Yeah. That was a tough uh, loss to see him go down, especially on that play. I would have ended the end of the game <laughs> against yep. the Angels there. Um, mm-hmm. But he had to pull his hammy. So, yep. And what it is. You know, my initial lean here is definitely A's money line. And I, and I, I actually really like that under. Yeah, I was thinking about the under as well. Um, just because, I, I mean, I mean, even though you just were. Are, even though you were just talking about how bad Johnny Cueto's been, I feel like guys like Johnny Cueto have like a great start against the A's, and then they're like, "Oh man, this guy's so good," but he only does that against the A's. Yeah. How has he pitched against the A's? Because I mean, defensively, both teams are, you know, Giants are fourth in, you know, again, this is basically all revolving around their pitching, but Giants are fourth in runs allowed uh seventh and hits allowed first and walks and uh 19th and strikeouts yikes um but you know oakland 13th and runs allowed they let a lot of hits go by but they leave a lot stranded there um second and walks so yeah the a's are a tough team to grasp this grasp this year yeah they're really uh not great at any one thing other than defense and by defense i mean like they save a ton of runs because they have such good defensive players like Matt Chapman, gold platinum gold glove winner, Matt Olsen, gold glove winner at first base, Ramon Laureano in the outfield, leads the major leagues in outfield assists. So I mean they're a great defensive team. So a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of shit that would be hits for most um major league teams, they they tend to clean up. Well which is good. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that when you're coming in twenty fourth and hits allowed in the league well yeah that's because their fucking pitchers be giving up fucking line drives everywhere but i'm telling you look at their fielding percentage look at look at their their defensive win percentage for these guys See, there's a reason why they got three gold glovers on the team and one platinum glover they're a good defensive team there's not a good pitching team this year which is fucking weird because they're always good at pitching yeah Against the Oakland Athletics in his career, Johnny Cueto has a 2.57 ERA, only three starts, only one win, 21 innings pitch. So he's going seven innings each start, 16 hits, six walks, 1.048 ERA. So he's been really good against A's. Yeah. Like I said, only three starts in his career. How many earned runs against? Uh, 2.08. So, yeah, I think we lean that under. So, I think we take Oakland uh, money line and the under eight and a half. Oh. Yeah, or no, do we I just take that under. <laughs> I like the, 
I definitely like the 287. Dude, Sean Mania. So listen to this. It is crazy, bro. What? What's the 287? 287 what? I thought you said you definitely like the 287. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like reading these stats for Sean Manaya, and I'm telling you the best. I really like the under eight and a half. Listen to this though. Sean Manaya against right-handed batters. He's given up 290 average, slugging 40%, OPS of 745. So he's getting crushed by right-handed batters. Lefties. <clears throat> against lefties they're only hitting a buck 27 off him slugging 253 <laughs> ops yes. of 420 so i mean he's basically unhittable versus lefties so which Dickerson's bodes well for home run and talkman's gonna get a home run <laughs> that's about it so i'm saying a lot of the giants batters are lefties especially they're good batters so yeah <clears throat> i like the under eight and a half here yeah, I, I think that's that's the best bet here. I mean, I lean I lean Oakland, but again, my heart's telling me to go San Francisco. But I don't I don't love I don't love Oakland minus one thirteen. I probably yeah. wouldn't bet it just because there's not. I mean, there's value, but I would probably take the Giants money line because I think there's better value there. Yeah, and it's that close. I'd probably say the plus one and a half too is a solid bet too as well. Yeah, it's sitting at one sixty. Mania career in Oracle Park, Ben two starts, three point two seven ERA. So he's pretty, he's decent. Yeah, yeah, I think three point two seven. Yeah, I like the under. I like the under first five and a half too. That's going to be like under four and a half if it's eight and a half. That that actually might be the best bet. Nah, no, like the under eight and a half. I mean, because yeah, yeah, Cueto could give up the five. Yeah, I doubt and, it though. He's pitching well against the A's in his career. Yeah, but he could. The way that he's been pitching recently, he's allowing three or four. You know, yeah, this is definitely his worst year of his career, probably. Yeah, since he won, or I should say, since the year he won a World Series with Kansas City, that was his worst year. That's true. <laughs> and he won a ring. <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right, I like it. Under 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 eight and a half. And then Jordan, Oakland shot bet, and Ben, San Francisco shot bet. I like it. I like it. All right, let's hop into this NBA game. We got the Atlanta Hawks heading into Pfizer Forum to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, the Hawks lead this series one to nothing with a 116-113 victory on Wednesday. Right now, Atlanta is the seven and a half point favor with 81% of the action coming in on them. No, seven and a half point dog. Seven and a half point dog with 81% of the action coming in on them. Over under is at 226 right now. What do you think here, Ben? What's your initial initial lean? I mean, my initial lean is that plus seven and a half um, going with, with uh, Atlanta. Do I think that they're you know, going to win the game? No, but I don't like that minus 350 for the money line. Um, I'd even I'd even bet that same bet that we did uh, previous, that under 226. Uh, we were really close there on that, and Trey's not going to have another 
point night. There's no way that he's he's doing that again. And you know, yeah, it was a great game, but you know, as we were talking about, you you brought some great stats up about when they switched on him. So I don't think you know, I don't I don't think he we see him go off like that. I think it's gonna be more of a defensive game. Yeah, and I agree with you. Um it was crazy because in the first game, you know, the Bucks were up by five at half and they played awful basketball. Like I couldn't even believe the Bucks had a lead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, how the fuck are they winning this game right now? You know, at that point, Chris Middleton was like two for 14 from the floor. Uh, it was it was ugly basketball, bro. They were getting out rebounded like almost two to one. And then, you know, they ended up losing the game. Chris Middleton was 0 for 9 from three-point land. Yep. Trey Young had an unbelievable third quarter. I think he scored like 14 points. But once the Bucks took Brooke Lopez off the floor and stopped the drop coverage and started switching everything, Trey yep. Young was 1 for 6. And the only – he scored 6 points – or uh, I'm sorry, 5 points. And one of them was a phantom foul call for 3 points that he got 3 free throws. Dog. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bucks adjusted. It took them 38 minutes to do it. But once they did it, I mean, Atlanta was struggling to score. They were basically getting offensive rebounds. And that's what this is going to come down to with the Bucks have to play that smaller lineup. They have to rebound. They have to box out. They have to get bodies on the floor. And I don't expect Chris Middleton to shoot 0 for 9 from three-point. And I don't expect the Bucks to go 22% from three again. Yeah. I, I honestly, truly believe objectively like taking my fandom from the bucks away i think the bucks are going to blow the hawks out in this game the hawks haven't lost a game by less than nine points in this playoff so when they lose they get fucking thrashed i and i think that's what's going to happen in this game yeah i I think they figured things out at the end and they're just gonna they're gonna look at the film and they're gonna be disgusted with themselves because um, that's a be. game they that's a game that they they should have won and they should have won it decisively. Yep. Yeah, no. I, that's how the playoffs work, you know what I'm saying? Like a team gets hot for a game and they win, the other team adjusts. Yep. That's how the playoffs are. Yep. So personally, I like Bucks minus seven and a half. I like the under 226 as well. I think this is gonna be like a 110 to 90 type game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I I thought I, I had that minus eight on tap room, thinking about how that was, uh, you know, that was going to be not necessarily easy money, but that was going to be a, a good W there. But I told you, man, the Bucks are they're slow adjusters, dude. Yeah, took them thirty eight minutes. Yeah, you know, even when they, they were winning really that game, value. I was like. Even when they were winning that game, Ben, I was like, how are they winning this game? Like, they should be losing this game by, like, 12, 14 points, the way yeah. they're playing. Like, it was crazy. I'm just surprised that uh, – well, I guess that's why we're seeing Vegas not, you know, adjusting the lines, the money line there. Opened at 340. Now it's sitting at minus 350. Um, Open 340 money line? Yeah. For the Bucks, yep. Now it's at three fifty. Yeah, eighty-one percent is on Hawks. Atlanta plus seven and a half. Yep. 
60% on the under. I mean, I wouldn't put a ton into the tickets that go in on over-under because, you know, majority of public was on under 222 today for the uh, Suns Clippers and that hit. Yeah. It's anytime a line starts to get, like, over 60%, like 62, 63, 64, 65, that's when it's like, all right, you got to fade that. That's what I'm saying. The public is going to see that game. They're going to say, all right, Atlanta won game one. How are they a seven-point dog in this game? Yeah. Telling you why they're a seven-and-a-half-point dog because the Bucks are that much of a better team. Yeah. You know? just These are all professional players. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not go, – sweeping a series is not easy, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, there's a reason why the Hawks are here. Yeah. You know, they deserve to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. They played a hell of a first game, dude. Unbelievable first game. Trey Young was incredible. But once the oh, Bucks yeah. adjusted to what he was doing, he was one for six from the floor. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. was a different right. ball game. So let's go that minus seven and a half. Minus Sitting seven at, and a half. And let's take the under 226. I like both of them. Okay. Only both of them under 226, and we're going over. I mean, we're going under 226, and we're taking Bucks minus seven and a half. I'd also take Milwaukee first half minus three and a half. I think that's another solid bet because I, I think Miami is going to fuck. I mean, I think Milwaukee is going to lead this game wire to wire. Mm-hmm. I think they blow them out the fucking building. Fine with that. Totally fine with that. Especially if it'll shut up people on uh, Trey Young. Because, yeah, he's good, but he's not like a fucking superstar. S- Steph Curry. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's rewind. Recap. First game, we got the Yankees and Red Sox. And that one, we're going first five over five and a half. Yep, and then we're also taking Yankees minus one twenty five money line. In the second game, we have the Oakland Athletics against the San Francisco Giants. We're taking under eight and a half in that game. Under eight and a half. And then the last game, we're talking Atlanta Hawks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going Bucks minus seven and a half in the under two twenty six. Love it. What's your shark play of the day, Ben? I'm going to go Boston, New York, uh, first five over five and a half. I'm with you. So we got a double whammy on the shark play of the day. First five, five over five and a half Yankees, Red Sox. I fucking love that bet, yep. especially after all we talked about. I really fucking love that bet. My shark play of the day hit on Wednesday, too, which was the uh, – oh, actually, what was yours, Ben? Uh, Wednesday, mine was under. This was Bucks under, yeah. No, that did and, not. And happen. I had the uh, I had the first five under in the Angels Giants game. Yep. So I like it. I like that we're both on the same page here. Shark play of the day, first five over five and a half runs. Yankees, Red Sox. I think that is the cash cow of the day, as they would say in Vegas, the whale play of the day. <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, before we before we head out, what do you uh, what do you think of that beer? Uh, this is a good one, man. So 
you know, we talk all the time on tap room, how like sometimes, you know, you try a beer and you fucking don't like it. You try it again. It's like, whatever you try it again. It's, it's better. It gets better and better and better because your taste buds just have to adapt to it. So for me, this beer, it's a 3.75 out of five. I normally wouldn't buy it, uh, but I got it for free. So <laughs> I'm drinking it again. But the more I understand the flavors and the flavor profile is supposed to be coming from it, the more I get it. And so I enjoy it for what it is. It's not something that I would enjoy on an everyday basis, though. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't drink it every day. What style is it? It's an Imperial White Ale. Oh, okay. Which okay. I think is a fancy way of saying Hefeweizen. Uh, I mean, whites do are, are kind of weedy, but it's it's different. It, it's different than a Hefeweizen. Um, so... It tastes like a Belgian, honestly. Yeah. And that's where I'd put it is I'd put it in between those Belgians and those. It's almost a tripel or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> what is it called? Tripel? Yeah, a tripel. Yep. Um, okay. Hell yeah. Um, on For mine, the Lagunitas, I'd, I'd give it a. I'm going to go with that same number. I'm going to. I'm going to be bland today. I'm going to go with 3.75. Same with uh, what you did. Um, it's a good beer. It's one I'd drink again, uh, but I'm not going to go out of my way for it. It's uh, coming at 7.2%, so it's a little high for something that you could drink, you know, a few of. Um, does it taste good? Yes, definitely. Um, but is it my favorite IPA? No, probably not. Um, Definitely I did like not. their I did like their first uh, stereo hopic a little bit better than their second one here. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, still good. I like the series. I'm looking forward to the third one coming out. I think I think they said it's coming out uh, you know and mid mid to end of summer. So nice, dude. Looking forward to that. Also, got to give a shout out to the Cubbies, man. No hitting the uh, the Dodgers right now still bro the yeah. dodgers are out here on life support struggling through on eight. offense dude yep through eight innings we're uh <clears throat> we're we're no hit right now so love it kimbrel's about to come into the game yep. closing closing the door love it so sweet crazy man crazy crazy well there you have it we got some winners on deck make sure to go to tavour.com or download the tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code taproom for ten dollars off your first purchase of 25 dollars or more for mr big baller ben larson i am jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lats we will see y'all on monday morning for taproom sports got a lot to talk about a lot of NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Make sure to tune in for that. Everybody talking like a nigga, acting funny now. That don't matter. All I hear is since that check came in. I love it when you talk to me. My cash machine. My cash machine.